Welcome back to another episode of All Over the Place. You know, Jim, we are all over the place, but every Monday, we're here. Here we go. We are not all over the place. We're not. We're we're in the safest place. We are in the safest place. We're putting these out on Mondays uh, for Tuesday delivery. We're in my basement during a tornado watch. We are very safe. Is there a tornado watch here in the city? I didn't want to tell you. I didn't want to rattle you for the episode. I think I'll be okay. But it's potentially... Tornado weather? Potentially. That'll be fine. Remember hearing that as a kid? I don't, I, like My kids don't even know right now that there's a tornado watch because they, they get a little shook by that. When do you tell them? The warning? Um, we tell them when we see, when you can actually see the cyclone. So you're funnel forming? Yes. That's the way to do it. And you head for the... Head for the hills. No. I feel like they're probably better versed than we are, right? As grownups? Thank goodness. Knock, knock on wood that, I mean, they're saying that extreme weather is on the way. Mm-hmm. Do you knock on wood? I do a little bit. We got a uh, Friday the 13th coming up this week. I uh, Are you a superstitious guy at all? I'm a little stitious. <laughs> That's one of my favorite street jokes. Is it really? I'm not superstitious. No, I'm uh yeah, I think I have some superstitions. Do you? I, don't, I think we all have a few. What do you... uh? On a Friday the 13th itself. Did, did you, you just throw salt over your shoulder? I did not. <laughs> That's one I do That's not do. That's the dumbest one. I, mean, I think it's only, the only time I've ever enjoyed that was uh, during uh, Dumb and Dumber. Oh, yeah. Right? That's the only <laughs> It's the only place that superstition. Quick, take it. Throw it over here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know where that comes from. Mm-mm. You're throwing, you got to be throwing seasoning around the room I just think- to, to ward what off. I think most of the superstitions that I do follow are just like an easy thing that like, ah, I might as well. You know what I mean? It's not like I have to do it. Just like if you think about it, you know. Right. I'm not going to go out of my way to knock on wood if there's none present. I don't feel like that's important enough. But if I say something and, you know, knock don't on you wood. like when people like, that's actually not wood. That's a laminate. <laughs> you just knocked on plastic. <laughs> like, it's not real. I got to go. I got to find wood. Or they explain to you, this is, <laughs> hey, this all over the place sign right here. This is go. real wood. That it is. Beautiful sign. Did we thank Jason Macuzas for the sign recently? Not enough. You know, I do look at this as the uh, beginning of the new beginning. I agree. When we got the sign. I agree. And uh, it's paying off. You Not know? to be ace of base with it, but when I saw the sign. Seems a little stitious right there. Open up my eyes. Did. You saw the sign. <laughs> Would you ever, like, uh, change your day based on it? Like, there are some people who won't do certain things on a Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th does not phase me. Not in the least? Really doesn't. Will you reference it if anything weird happens that day? I will reference the fact that my Uncle Marty was born, I believe, on Friday the 13th, and he's completely normal, one of the nicest people on the planet. Okay. So that's why I feel so relaxed by... Friday the 13th? I do... um, remember like teachers would almost be like, Oh, Hey, you know, it's Friday 13th tomorrow and you have a science test. <laughs> like what, what could go? My pencil's going to break in the middle of it. I mean, it's nice to blame things on superstition. Yeah. That's when I lean on them. Yeah. Um, but does that like Friday 13th, does that mean anything to you? Like you're not going to fly on the, like, I think I have to, I'm getting on a, pl- a flight on Friday 13th. Yeah, I think so. Am I? I'm probably not going to go to a camp in Crystal Lake, but I think that's about the limitations <laughs> of what I wouldn't do yeah. on a 13th. Getting back to the salt over the shoulder, when do you do that? What's the situation I don't that exactly you have to know. toss the uh, the salt over the shoulder? It's a really good question. I feel like it's... Uh, I feel like our listeners know. They're probably... While, while you're talking about that, let's talk about um, some other superstitions. Lucky coins. I mean, uh, like if a I lucky see a penny, penny I'm going to pick it up. doesn't matter... It'd be like face up or face down. I'll look and I'll be like, oh, okay. It's still one cent. Some people don't pick it up if it's what? The, uh, the tails. T- tails. Right. 
Just keep going. Just keep just keep on keeping on, which makes sense at this point. I mean, is it worth anything to pick up a penny? You don't see coins as much as you used to because you're just not out there as yeah. much. I pick up debit cards, whether or not they are face <laughs> up or face down, though. I will pick clear. up the coins for sure. Yeah. And then um, lucky horseshoe you got. Walking under a ladder? I don't I don't think I walk under a ladder. I do. You do? I do. You know what? I mean, Pat, there are certain superstitions where I'm like, I'm like, there are probably a couple open umbrellas somewhere in my home. You know what I mean? Like, I don't have the wherewithal to be able to avoid certain ones. Uh, here we go. So, but if you see a ladder, you're not like, why would you walk under not it? Not intentionally walking under it. You're right. I mean, Just I'll walk go under it, it if I can. Swallow but. your gum. <laughs> I'll walk under it if I can, but if I couldn't, I, it wouldn't bother me. Yeah. I mean, that's bad luck for the person who's on the ladder, right? Like, I'm going to probably bump into it at some point. That's <laughs> bad luck for that person. All right, here we go. Uh, the French throw a little bit of spilled salt over their shoulder to hit the devil in the eye to temporarily prevent further mischief. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so the devil's on there. They really believe that uh, sitcom trope of the, <laughs> the, the, angel good, and devil. the angel and devil on the shoulder. Hey, there's my little guy right there. What if you throw it over? Salt the- in the eye. That's an old wrestling move. That's like a W. That, Vince McMahon came up with that. It really is. The they referee's back is turned. And- <laughs> they have the salt stuffed in there. <laughs> I love that they're always near. Why don't they throw a little bread, too? Might as well. The French are always near the salt. What if they uh, what if they throw it over the wrong shoulder by accident and get the the angel on the other shoulder and now the devil's just like all right let's tear shit up free reign let's go pitchforks out <laughs> yeah I'm not into um, I remember Sarah we had a horseshoe hanging up in our house at some point um, but that was I think just because it yeah. was trendy cool looking not symbol that, it, that we we believed in it sure um, I think with sports I can be a little bit. Um, you know, like you hear about baseball players or yeah. basketball players, like they wear the same, they wear shorts underneath or they do the same. Wade Boggs had fried chicken before every baseball game. Right. I could see getting into a ritual. Yeah. That's more, that's less superstitious to me, but I guess it's defined as a superstition. Yeah, I feel like once it becomes enough of, if you can't go without it, you know, once it's become that much of a ritual, it's a superstition, I would imagine. I want to jump back one quick second. This is interesting. I've never seen this. In the U.S., some people not only toss a pinch of spilled salt over their left shoulder, it's the one the devil resigns on, but crawl (laughs) under the table and come out the opposite side. Do people do? Have you ever seen this? I mean, I've seen my kids do it when they have to go to the bathroom. Apparently. They want to get out of the booth for them. (laughs) But I never... No, is that what, it's unbelievable. That is so great. I'd be down for a but while. It, again, though, what? So if if you say something that you don't want to, like I think if you were this talking is if about you've spilled salt. Okay. This is if you've spilled salt and and you blame the devil for it and bam, just pop him in the eye. You know what I mean? Oh man. And then, but you got to run from him, right? So he can't see you anymore. So you climb under the table, you leave the other side, and you and your angel jump in your getaway car and go. Is that like happening a ton that they had to come up with that? People were just knocking the salt over all the time? No. What about if you spill a drink? <laughs> I don't think th- you, uh, there's no superstition involved. That's with that. when you th- should throw the salt down to absorb the spill. Absolutely. <laughs> Are you into like fortune telling or like that that angle on the superstition? Like that's a, all the same realm maybe? I feel like I use them to my advantage. Like, I mean, I don't believe in it, but, you know, if you're eating, you know, you get a fortune cookie and it has like a positive fortune, you're like, all right, I'll take it. Yeah. But if it's like, you know, something bad's going to happen, you're like, I'm not buying this shit. <laughs> I love the fortune cookies. Remember they're like lucky number and then they give you like 12 numbers. <laughs> they can't be wrong. 
And then they, they teach you a word. It's like you're playing Kino. Like you're going to learn Mandarin one word at a time <laughs> every three weeks, just cobbling together a sentence. I feel like if you saw the factory that mass produces these, you'd realize there is zero luck involved. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's not, you know, an ancient scribe sitting there and telling you what's about to happen. It's just that you randomly grabbed that fortune cookie and now that's, that's you forever. <laughs> The lucky numbers are 12, 84, 316, 927, 18,406, and 11. (laughs) I do have a little bit of a superstition with a fortune cookie that if you want the fortune come true, you have to have at least a bite of the cookie. Yeah. Okay. I could see that. I think that's how most people are with superstitions, right? It's like you, you, you play them to where they might, you know, benefit you a little bit or you can use them how you want to, but just don't. What about like if I'm on a flight and I text Sarah all the time before I take off? Is that a superstition? No, or is I think that that's just, just a, a like, I better if I don't do this, it's uh, it's gonna be over. Is that what you think is gonna happen? I mean, it's just a you do think I'm taking off. I'm gonna send this text. I don't I don't text her every time I pull out of the driveway. <laughs> you know, like if you going to the store, <laughs> hope if, to see you. If you didn't send her a text before the flight, would you? Be freaking out the whole time? Would you be like, this is the one that's going to happen? No, but I think that it's kind of like she would expect, right? Yeah. Like you didn't text me before you... Yeah, fair. But maybe. that's more, you know, personal than... I mean, uh, granted, sometimes I'm like, babe, made it. And she'll, damn. You know, <laughs> she's all pissed off. <laughs> Just landed. Oh, you did? Wah, wah. <laughs> Thought my new life was beginning today. That's the best. <laughs> Oh, so let me go over a few superstitions with you and see. Like, if you um, if you have a black cat that crosses your path, are you going to stop or are you going to continue on your journey? You're out there running. You're out there walking, doing something. Doesn't phase me. Doesn't phase you in the least. It does make me wonder how many of these cats are black. There are many. Yeah. There's a lot of black cats out there. There are a lot there. of black cats out there. The cat man had several on his own. <laughs> but that, that doesn't phase me. I can see that. All right. Um, you? No, nah, I mean, not particularly. Again, I think, what about the umbrella one? I mentioned that earlier, the open umbrellas in the house. I'm not a big umbrella guy. Yeah, I'm not so either. So doesn't really come into play a lot, but I don't like it opening. But sometimes it's like, how is it going to dry? Yeah. Right? Um, but doesn't bother me. If okay. it's just, if it's open near the door, but not like, you know, walking around the house with an umbrella. No, sure. You want to see, no see that. Yeah, no one's parasoling inside in a way that doesn't think there's necessity Mary, for that. Mary Poppins from the top, <laughs> from the second floor down in. That, that would be something be you awesome. might try when you're seven or eight. Yeah, that sounds kind of great. I'm, yeah. gonna go, I'm going downstairs, dude. <laughs> umbrella. I'm not even taking the stairs this time. Um, what about the broken mirror one? Seven years of bad luck with a broken mirror. Um, No. I think that's just parents like trying to get us not to do shit. You know what I mean? Like, nope, it's bad luck. Don't break a mirror. Yeah, don't break a mirror. It's a lot to clean up. Yeah, there's a there's a couple with mirrors, aren't there? What's, there is. There's another that? one that's like uh, never put two mirrors across from each other. Oh, really? The funhouse effects. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I could see. I mean, but that's just. I yeah. don't know that it's really. Bad How can luck. you see the back of your head? That's who wants to. You know. You ever think about that when you're People getting with your, good hair? That's who. You ever think about that when you're getting your hair cut? When they. Like you face out the whole time. Yeah. And then they spin you around and like, hey, ta-da, this is it. Yeah. Like, don't, shouldn't you be watching it as they're doing it's it? It's a big reveal. And like, hey, hey, like, because there, there might be times when you say, oh, stop right there. Like, no, I don't want you. Cause sometimes they spin you around and they show you like, why didn't you show me this earlier? <laughs> we could have prevented this. See, my 
Barbara normally does leave me facing forward, but I can't. Oh, I have really? my glasses off. Oh, so man. I can't see anything anyway. And so. your shirt. It's and like, yeah. <laughs> I've Kool-Aid I'm all over the my hair, but I'm like naked and greased up. <laughs> and he's like, how does that look? I'm like, I have no idea. You know that. You know, every week or every month you ask me this. Do you go to a barber? I thought you had a woman I cut go, your hair. I go to a few different places from time to time. I, uh, I go to a, a, a barber. You go all over the place? I do go all over the place. Who do you prefer? Don't you have a, do you have a favorite? I really don't. I go to a barber shop because they'll do the beard as well, but then I, I have a preferred person I go to closer to home. This is terribly boring, this part. This is the most interesting shit we've talked about, <laughs> is your grooming. Why? Because <laughs> I love how you do. What do you they'll do? They'll do the beard and the... Yeah, you get that done for me, you know? I can't keep that shit straight. I'll get someone else to line me up. Where do you go, Pat? Let's get into this. I don't talk about it, dude. That's one of my superstitions. <laughs> I don't get into haircuts because knock on wood. I don't know that's real wood. I hate this so much. How about the Mighty Mighty Boston's? You think they knock on wood? They probably do. <laughs> cross your fingers. Do you do that? I will cross my fingers sometimes. Cross my heart. Sometimes mm-hmm. I hope to die. I'll <laughs> stick a needle. No, you don't. No, you do not. <laughs> no, they're, they're just really not like, I guess knock on wood is like, and I hate doing it. Yeah. My buddy used to always give me shit for that. He's like, oh, you're knocking on wood. Like he, just, he was so anti. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of, it is kind of annoying. What about stepping on a crack? I will step on a crack. Really? Yeah. Wow. I will not step on um, like baselines or okay. the foul line. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, like I said, I think it's in that sports realm where I'm most like, they're just things you don't do. It's interesting. Like, but is that superstition? I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I guess it is. Yeah. I won't step on a crack. No. When I'm out walking, I make sure to avoid them. Really? Yeah. And if I do, I have to step on a crack like in the equal position on the opposite foot. And you're pacing a lot. All the time. So you're you're looking for a it? Like what if you are in conversation or your mind is somewhere else and you're not even looking? You've just, you still won't step on the crack? You've just completely changed this for me. Now I cannot be in conversation and not <laughs> look. I have to walk alone from here on out. I, I can't look. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen? I have no idea. I just don't like it. I just have to even it out is what I have to do. And it's much more, is it more of an OCD thing? I don't know. Might be. I'm not OCD, but I feel like everyone has things that they are like that about. Do you have any rituals? Uh, like before I go check into an NBA game, I always powder my hands, you know, <laughs> um, throw a little bit of it up, you know, but other than that, not a ton. What about you? You don't have anything you do like pre-show or if you're getting on a flight or if you're doing like uh Pre-show, I pace around. I say a prayer for all my haters, and uh, that's about all I do. <laughs> all your haters. <laughs> what do you do? Um, I stretch. Yeah. Do you really? Not like it. Before like you get a, up, not there, like a you're full still... stretch routine, but I will do. I always like. I'll pick up my uh, pick up my foot and like stretch my uh, my quads out. Interesting. Do I you feel like I, I? That's where I tighten up a little bit, or my lower back. I'll touch, you know, try and like stretch out, you know. T- okay, that's what I do. Pre-show, you do. That's this. like my pacing. Yeah. That's just the uh, you a know healthy version, the of anticipation, it. the you know, it's like when you're standing on deck, yeah, trying to swing a bat. Are you like an affirmations guy? Do you have any rituals like when you wake up in the morning? Do you say certain things? Do you tell yourself you're worthy? No, but I have read a couple of things lately that are like that in that line, that positive thinking line. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just kind of thinking in that, uh, pre-show stuff. I will sometimes feel like my mouth is like not loose. Like, oh my gosh, I haven't talked all day, Yeah, which is rare. Like I'm <laughs> usually running my mouth, 
But, you know, if you just kind of had a chill afternoon or maybe took a nap, <laughs> you ever, uh, like, feel like your mouth is just... And I remember um, Tim Walco gave me a big pre-show tip. Great comment. We were, like, backstage at Zany's in that little closet area, you mm-hmm. know, on the in the Old Town Club. Yeah. And he... It's a uh, voice articulation is very important while you are on stage. You say that? That's what you say. Cause I, I think that hits a lot of the, uh, the things that there's another one too, isn't there? Voice articulation is very important while you are on stage. Yes. Do you say it once or do you say it multiple times? I'll say times? it a few times and I'll like stretch my mouth out and do like <laughs> all that shit. You know what I'm saying? While the comic before he was on stage, <laughs> yeah. just in the back of the room, <laughs> just motorboating. Was, yeah. That's my, uh, that's my only ritual is the pre-show motorboat. It's a, it's a pretty good one. No, sometimes you got to do that. Yeah. To loosen it up. Do you, uh, like I'm, I'm a tea guy before I go on stage now. I like a, I like a hot tea if I can, uh, you know, loosens up the throat a little bit, gets the voice ready to go. I think. Yeah. Gargle it out. It's not like I can't go up without it. You just prefer it. Right. Superstitions. I feel like take it to that next level of, if you can't do that, you freak out. You, you know, that's what I think to me, that's what makes something go from like a ritual to a superstition. Yeah. Like I can't go on stage without motorboating in the back of the room. Yeah. You know, there was a time. When I would, um, now I'm thinking about like when Elliot was sick, I wore a bracelet uh-huh. that had his name on it and I wore it for four or five years, awesome. six years. That's a good one. And when I was a kid, I had a couple of t- phases where I like wore something a lot, yeah. you know? Um, so I guess there's that. Again, I think it's more ritualistic though. Like the Elliot thing is totally different, right? But the rest of them, a certain thing you wear or something, you know, like you couldn't, you, you would go up without it if you had to. Right, you would, but I do have like show socks. Do you really? Yeah. But is it one lucky pair no, of socks? No, okay, no, you'll no, replace them. It's, uh, it's not like that. Yeah. So that's, yeah. I even have like, like boxers that I wear. Yeah. Certain style and brand, right? Don't you? Do you really? Yeah. Because some show underpants? Like, yeah, I do. That's amazing. Because the other, other times I'm like, I don't feel good. No? No, it's, it's incredible. Like distracting. Like there's a certain, and they, you know, they don't make them anymore, and there's holes in them. And, <laughs> and you haven't washed them since <laughs> aught three, but still, no. Trying to think, I used to have to have a couple of beers before I'd go on stage, but that was less superstition and more of a problem. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's different. <laughs> different types of ritual. I'm not alcoholic. I'm superstitious. <laughs> some people are like, uh, some of it is cultural. Yeah. Like feng shui, they say, is a superstition. I How see. you have to like set up your room for um, you know certain what would you say? Not serenity or whatever, some kind of comfort. Yeah. I don't know. That's a superstition. That makes sense. I think that's why. Yeah, that makes sense. There was, I saw a great one and now I can't find it. I'm sorry. When I I went to Hong Kong for sales, this is when I was in Hong Kong when I was selling paper and packaging and I went to a gift shop. I wanted to get like souvenirs for home. You know, Mm -hmm. I wasn't, um, I didn't even know Sarah at this point, but I'm over there getting souvenirs for family and, Everything I touched was good luck. Like, what's this little necklace? What's this? They're very superstitious yeah. in uh, in China. I think there's a close tie between superstition and religion. But, like, we all look at the ones that are different to us and, like, pff, no one believes that. You know? Right. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. I got to go to this guy's house every Sunday and say thank you to him. Like, it's very, like, w- what you do is okay, but the other ones are, are oh, yeah. different to you, you know? Oh, exactly. It's like, really? This goat? This is going to bring you good luck? These uh-huh. people are crazy. Right. By the way, I'm going to hang you upside down, and you're going to kiss this rock. 
And if you do, it's going to help you talk to people. Exactly. I mean, the Irish are full of superstition. Yeah. Everything is. And some of them were just like government created. Like, I can't find this one I was looking up earlier that uh, it was just like, uh, hey, we're out of those. So if you just tell people that it's bad luck if they do that, we're right. not going to be worried about the shortage. You know what I mean? Like some of them were just government controlled superstitions originally, but like they stuck in different countries. You talked about fortune telling earlier, like just brought that up as in that realm of like mm -hmm. believing in all this stuff. Houdini supposedly set up a password with his wife and she went to everyone in that medium and they never cracked it. So I think Houdini did us a favor with that. What do you mean? Appleton, Wisconsin's own Harry Houdini. What was the password? Like a safe word for his wife? Like yeah. to get out of the... Like if, if I'm going to communicate with you in the afterlife, this is what I'll be saying. Really? And then she went after he, uh, you know... Passed on? Passed on. Did he drown in a trick? Did he die in a trick? I don't exactly know. I, magicians fascinate me. And not dude, even just too. for the magic, just for the fact they always know what's in their pockets. <laughs> As a pretty ADHD dude, I'd be like, you know, is this your car? Oh, that's no, a receipt. That's a receipt? Never mind. <laughs> they know what's behind your ear, too. <laughs> they always do. When I was in Appleton, Wisconsin, ever, we've done Skyline together. Mm -hmm. He's from there. I know. That blew my mind that Harry Houdini was from Wisconsin. His greatest trick. We were doing, uh, I worked that with Andy Woodhull one time. We were like doing Houdini bits. Like we had a, like both do start the show with Houdini jokes. Really? And it was, uh, at some point someone was doing a Houdini impression. Like, Ooh, I'm going to go down in the water. Don't you know? <laughs> you can change me up. He died from appendicitis. Oh, wow. The greatest trick of all. Mm-hmm. What happened? How old was he? Uh, the rumor is that he, he was 52 when he died. That rumor part wasn't a rumor. It. Uh, the rumor, rumor was that he got, it. <laughs> I'm very superstitious about you never doing that again. <laughs> um, the rumor is that he was punched in the stomach by an excitable student named Jay Gordon Whitehead, who wanted to test the theory that he was capable of withstanding hard blows to the abdomen. A week later, he died. Oh, he did. Of appendicitis. Go ahead. Punch me in the stomach. <laughs> Oh, I need to go to the hospital oh, now. Oh, I shouldn't have had that blood. You, I think you hit a curd. I think the curd exploded. I'd like to apologize to all of our Wisconsin listeners and the Houdini family. No, I'm sorry about that. Pour, pour some out for Harry. Knock on wood. Throw some salt over your shoulder. I'd love if you poured some out for Harry, yet there was like no nothing on the ground. Like We tried, but nothing came out. You know, when I, we talk about lucky things or wearing something or having a lucky trinket in your pocket or some people have a picture in their wallet or things. Um, I remember in throw mama from the train, he had lucky coins and that was like such a, um, like, it's like, Oh man, that's like hits. you. It was his coin, yeah. his coin collection was like, this is when my dad took me to Yankee stadium and <laughs> this is the change I got from the, you know, when I bought a hot dog, it was like, so like touching, Wow. I don't know why I brought this up. No, but you know why? But it's like, that's kind of what you want to collect. Yeah, you know? right? Something that Things you have, have a little like meaning a, to you, like a connection to them. I think right. that's where, this is weird. Um, I just realized when you started saying that, I have a $10 bill um, from a casino that you and I were gambling at. I don't remember where or when, but like whatever happened, it kept coming back to me. It was an old timey 10 
and everything else was like a new. So we would like, you know, I'd lose money. And then when I'd cash out, I'd get that $10 bill back from the, ta- you know, like it kept coming back to me. And I don't How'd know. How'd you know there was the same 10? Because we were like. Like the serial numbers? We were commenting on it. Like it was, oh, that, really? I feel like it was a small town casino or something. Maybe it wasn't Vegas to where like they were cashing out right there. You know what I mean? Like some of these Indian casinos we play at or something. Um, but I remember it kept coming back and just, I couldn't get rid of that $10 bill. And uh, I still have, like, I just have, you know, a stash of cash that I haven't had to break into. And uh, I still have that old Is 10 it one of those jars? In it's not one of my <laughs> coin jars. Why do you do this? You still have that 10? Yeah, I do. Oh, nice. So dude. I guess I am a little superstitious. I'm a little stitious. <laughs> just a tad. Just a touch. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, sports and rituals, uh, I want to get into something that you just got to do recently. First of all, huge week in Chicago sports. Uh, you know, Bulls made some huge signings. White Sox swept the Cubs. Huge trades everywhere. But nothing bigger, Patrick McGann, than you throwing out the first pitch at the White Sox game last Thursday night. Dude, how about that was incredible. It was a dream come true. Is that a career highlight at I this mean, point? I mean, dude, I was blown away by it completely. This is, to, to put was, in perspective, because you're not going to brag for yourself on this, this is a team, obviously, that you've loved since childhood. This is a team, like, your favorite sports team of all. Can we say that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, a team that's employed you, like we did their podcast, right? You've done a ton of work through them over time. And like, that's a huge moment. Dude, I was, it was like something I always wanted to do, yeah. right? I mean, it was just crazy, crazy. I, it was like an out-of-body experience. I was a little bit nervous, you know, about throwing it. Yeah. Um, but dude, so fun. And, and it, you know, it kind of came to be through the... Um, well, it was through the United Center show. Sure. We're promoting for Sebastian. Nobody does this tour. We're going to be there December 11th and 12th. I'll turn this into a little plug. Because <laughs> it's not really about me. I mean, it is. Mm-hmm. And it isn't. It, it was just a phenomenal experience. Just had my family there. Yeah. Um, the White Sox, like you said, I do feel like I have a real connection with them. The people there are so great. We, our buddy Gareth works there. Um, but even prior to meeting Gareth being, you know, having a relationship with them was like, it blew my mind. Yeah. Um, and all really started with Christine O'Reilly yeah. with White Sox charities. And she brought me in there and kind of made me part of that family and, um, to be connected with them. And, and for this, it was just like, it was just amazing. But having my family there was, was the biggest part. Um, I mean, I, Luke was wearing my Jersey that That's I awesome. had growing up yeah. that my parents gave me. I mean, this is like one of my prized possessions. You talk sure. about like hanging on to something. I've yeah. kept it, kept it forever. And um, the fact that he had it on and it was like blowing my mind that he was wearing this. And when I had that, Tony LaRusso was the manager <laughs> of the White Sox. <laughs> and then there's Tony LaRusso. Unbelievable. That's like, we don't even talk about that enough. Yeah. That he's the manager again. It's really amazing. And the fact that the White Sox are so good this year and it's like this White Sox summer. Yeah. And my kids are really getting into it. Um, they thought it was a big deal and it was just fun all around. And um, lucky, very lucky. Now that's, that's how I felt. As you, I mean, that's awesome. Uh, and congratulations. Very well deserved. Um, I've seen about 35 different camera angles of it. Um, great pitch. I, I feel like you have a decision to make when you get out there on the mound. Right? First of all, did you practice? Dude, I did. You know, I throw a lot because I'm yeah. playing fetch and catch with the kids. I mean, we've been throwing all summer. Can we also say fetch with the dog and fetch, fetch with the kids? Can <laughs> fetch we... with Ralphie. <laughs> okay, good. 
And then I play catch with the kids. I mean, we're constantly. I play fetch with the kids. So when I don't want to talk to them, I just throw a ball and tell them to go get it. Get it. Yeah. We, uh, so uh, my arm's been loose. I feel good about that. I did practice a little bit. Actually, I had lunch with Palisac that day. Okay. Michael Palisac. Great comic. We, we drove over to Marist. And I was like, dude, because you know what? I want to throw a few off the mound. Just see how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> we had like hop the fence back there. That's so awesome. Just threw a few. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah, dude. I was not going to screw it up. No. I mean, I had everybody, you know, all my buddies on the South side and everybody out here, you know, they're, they are happy for you, but they're also like, don't fucking embarrass us. <laughs> like every shit. Yeah. Every text was, um, again. don't fucking bounce it. <laughs> if you like everything. So it's like, you know, and then you just get in text like pressures on, don't screw it up. And there's a guy I walked in in the concourse. I walked in and he was like, Hey, good luck. Don't fuck it up. <laughs> like that's the best energy. Yeah. Almost like you're laughing about it. Keeps you loose. Right. Comes from love. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, I, I ran into some brims. Oh yeah. At the Sox game. I saw a couple posts from yeah, some brimleys. People were, uh, very positive and dude, it was just a lot of fun, but yeah, I did practice, played some catch with Elliot. Um, you know, didn't want to, I didn't know I'd be throwing to, uh, the mascots. That's weird. It was that your first time meeting Benny the bull. Yeah. How I was, was it? Kind of, they were so nice. Oh, good. Never meet your heroes. With, I'm always afraid of that. I was joking with Sarah. Like I didn't always uh, be throwing these stuffed animals. <laughs> like, do I, I felt like I was going to get to win one of them after I <laughs> to throw it, throw the ball. And then you get to bring these two home, home with you. Ribby and rhubarb. <laughs> I was just trying to do, uh, but no, dude, these people, they were so nice. Um, the pitch was, you know, he, the mascot, how are they even catching the ball? I mean, and that's what uh, somebody there was telling me, like, you know, it's tough for them. They can't see the ball that that well. Hopefully they'll <laughs> catch it. But it's all like COVID related. Mm-hmm. They usually have like a pitcher that's off oh. or a, the, the second string catcher sure. that day or someone will pop out there and do it. Yeah. And they'll, they'll get behind the plate. They were in front of the plate. Okay. That's Which I didn't really love. You know, I wanted to like, gotten on, it over, right? Yeah. I did go on the mound though, on, on the rubber. Cause they tell you like, you just go up there in front or just, you know, to go on the mound. You can, if you want, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to the rubber. Like I gotta, you gotta do it. I'm going to get shit. If yeah. I don't, you know? <laughs> as you're walking so off did, the field, I did my part <laughs> piece of garbage. So I did. Um, but you know, when you see the catch like you do the freeze frame, I, I feel like I painted the corner, <laughs> you know, like it's right. Have you there. been analyzing the pitch? But, well, I have to. We got Every, Peter Gammons on the line. All my buddies were analyzing the yeah. pitch. It was like this, that was, you got it there on a fly, but it was outside. And I'm like, I got a freeze frame that says something different. <laughs> so I had to, you know. Do they have the pitch tracker? Can we can we put that up there? Can we no. see that? I would Here's love a- to know the velocity on it, but um, I did just throw it straight. I feel like there's a decision to be made, right? I feel like you, when you're going into this, it's like I can either try whipping it, which it could turn out very poorly, or just a consistent throw that I know is going to be in the ballpark, right? right? If you're a little bit outside, it's like, yeah, maybe, but you know, yeah. I was also throwing the first pitch out of the game, so. Well, I didn't want to be a spaz, right? right. And you, look like I was like, you know, wind up. Bring the glove out there. Yeah. I've seen I've seen guys bring the glove out sure. and really like you know yeah. dial in and you know like they're on they're playing a game. Like I didn't <laughs> I didn't wear a hat. Mm-hmm. I didn't wear a glove. You just had my it. regular shoes on. I did think about like I could low key maybe if I had some golf shoes because <laughs> I do have a um, a new pair of golf shoes. I started playing a little bit this summer, and Sarah's like she ordered me these shoes and they look like 
regular Adidas. Like yeah. you just like, and they're so comfortable. But I had them on the on the road. They were actually in the truck. Got it. But I did think about that. Yeah. And when I was talking to um, Palisac, he said somebody was um, just talking about their first pitch and they wore golf shoes. I mean, you could slip off the mound. Right. That is, that would be the most embarrassing first pitch. God, that would have been great. Just get in there, dig in. <laughs> Please welcome Pat McGann. <laughs> and then like Benny the Bull and Southpaw are just standing over you laughing while you're on the ground. Oh, that would have been amazing. And then you have that too. Like, are you going to go out there and like try and get a laugh? Mm-hmm. Like try and be funny during the first pitch? Nope. Like, dude, it's like, no, dude, I'm go- going out there and yeah, just, just get this over in. with. Yeah. Thank you. What were the nerves like? Were you a little shaky? It felt like before you do a big show. Yeah. You know, just like aware of, but then it was chill because Gareth was down there, got to play a little mm-hmm. catch with him. Um, and, you know, seeing familiar faces. It's so funny. Like this is the South side, right? Yeah. My mother-in-law's next door neighbor is like the head of security on the field. <laughs> you know, this guy, um, I'm, I'm blanking on his first name, but nicest guy. And when we did the state Illinois state police homicide detective mm-hmm. gig, um, he was there doing field security okay so it's and then people from when we were doing the podcast yeah yeah so it's like you'd feel comfortable there you know so they gave me a jersey which was so nice that's great i got to pick the number like i said i got the fisk jersey that i Uh had growing up so i went with uh harold baines oh yeah who was you know fisk was my favorite player growing up and then we go and we do this stuff with the White Sox for a few years. And Harold Baines is like the ambassador. And we got to kind of know Harold Couldn't Baines. be a better dude. The best guy in the world. Absolutely. And um, so I went with his number. They put a number three on there, which is also nice. I got three kids. I'm one of three. Go. I like the number three. I'm superstitious, Jim. Boom. That's I'm a- very superstitious. <laughs> and the number three, everything's got to be three with Ridiculous. me. Ridiculous. I'm, I'm kidding. That's a joke. I'm not going, not going to what. Let me throw this <laughs> Lowry's over my over my head Unreal. into the devil's eye. <laughs> um, so yeah, great experience, man. And all the support I got online. Thank you so yeah. much. Like, dude, it was cool. People were like, just sending me nice notes and heard from a ton of brims. A lot of brims reaching cool. out on that. Very cool. Very, very cool. And, um, yeah. Did they mention anything about, you know, like your podcast co-host thrown out of first? Oh yeah. They, were, they yeah? said that, uh, it's coming up okay, very great. soon. Okay. Awesome. They, they were asking, actually, they wanted you to sing the anthem. Oh really? Rather than, uh, than throw out the first pitch. They, get the pipes ready. They got a whole other thing. That- All right, cool. Give me something else. Give me one, <laughs> one other thing I could do instead. Have me be the mascot or something. You know, they, they talked about you running the fundamental zone. Oh, really? The, the kid zone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm good to, with kids. That makes sense. They want you to time everyone's speed, okay, cool. how fast yeah. they can run 90 that's feet. A, that's a good idea. Yeah, good. They got to race Scotty Pods on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they, they I want wanna, you to do. I want to eat the first churro at the at, at one of the games there. That's what I want to do when I got there early. I'm like, They're please t- welcome the first hot dog of the day, Jim Flanagan. <laughs> Sit on the field and eat it. Wouldn't it be great if other sports had rituals like the like – in basketball, like one fan of each team just goes out there and does like the tip off. Wouldn't it be cool if other sports did something like the first oh, yeah. pitch? Oh, that's in a game? true. Yeah, I never really thought of that. I mean, <laughs> in the NFL, you just have like, you know, please welcome noted Chicago Bears fan John Cusack <laughs> to kick off. He's going to kick a field goal from <laughs> 30 yards. Just goes nowhere, three feet away. Don't forget to follow John on Instagram and check out his new movie that his sister's in. <laughs> Cause it's in his contract. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, they. Uh, that would be awesome to do that. 
Absolutely. Hey, speaking of movies and something that just happened, uh, first of all, we had the close of the Olympics, but I've heard from several Brimleys about the three seconds from gold. And Pat, I can't find this movie anywhere. I feel guilty about this. This is unbelievable. I didn't mean to start a thing. Brimleys are reaching out to me as the resident movie buff of the podcast. I'm under the assumption here, from what I see, everything that's ever been made is just out there somewhere. You can grab it. You'd think so. The fact that this isn't is concerning. I think that Putin's behind it. I believe you're correct. There's some puppeteering going on. Um, But I was just going to Give you the summary of it again right here. <laughs> no, but if anyone... No, Three Seconds from Gold, is, is, is this sucks that you can't find it. Uh, anywhere. It's a documentary from HBO. It's not streaming on HBO or any of the platforms. Uh, so if anyone knows where you can find it, uh, hook us up. We want to see it. We've heard from several Brims who also want to see the, the story of the 72 uh, gold medal game. Yeah, you got to check it out. Let us know. I wanted to um, talk to you, and you're probably going to get pissed at me because I think you already talked. To, you, you already mentioned this to me. Um, a documentary came out across my feed. Really? Val Kilmer. Did we talk about this? Uh, yes, but I, go, it's on Amazon more. Prime. Uh huh. I think it's called Val. Uh huh. Documentary about Val Kilmer. I haven't watched it yet. I wanted to tease it here with you. Bring it up. We haven't even talked about this off air, Jim. We have not, but um, we did so at some point a while back. We did. Okay. Maybe someone, maybe a Brimley mentioned it to us. Nope, this is not, this came out in 2021. This is brand new. Okay, yeah, it, it looks like they're promoting it. It came across my uh, Twitter feed and I was shocked that I, I hadn't heard about it, but I thought that I did kind of deep down. I'm not sure. So maybe, um, maybe I dreamt it, but it is right up our alley. Yeah. I mean, Val Kilmer, who doesn't love. Val Kilmer's body of work. Who doesn't love Val Kilmer's body? I mean, except maybe in heat, he that elbow. <laughs> you ever notice his elbow in heat? I don't know. I, oh, oh, God. My buddy turned, I remember my buddy Pete pointed that out to me. We were, we were living together then. Like, you know, I was living like three guys. Sure. Heat was on every other, <laughs> every other night. <laughs> Al Pacino overacting about the chicken, <laughs> the overcooked chicken. But Val Kilmer has a scene in there with, um, is it Ashley Judd? What's her name? I think you're right. Anyway, his elbow is all. Is that the where he got gross. the skin for his new face? <laughs> Possibly. Because <laughs> I'm very intrigued or curious about what did happen to Val Kilmer. So it's going to be an interesting documentary for sure. I really sure. hope there's a, a whole section on the elbow. Yeah. All right, let's check it out. The name of the documentary is Iceman Cometh. <laughs> That's not true. No, it's not true. I think it's just called Val. It's called Val. Let's check it out for next week. All right, that's the homework. We're handing out assignments now. That we are. All right, I uh, am not the only one that did something cool last week, dude. And and I, you did something cool, and I didn't come to watch you do you your cool thing. All right, I mean, very so, similar. That's why I didn't sorry. show up. No, it's it's why. But I wanted you to talk because I, dude, I have questions about this because we I, have not really gotten into it. I mentioned this to you just personally, and you're like, I don't want to talk about it until we get to the <laughs> podcast because I have questions. And I, I my this only, podcast has really hurt our relationship. Really, I mean, we can't even talk anymore. We're not allowed to. I, I, I'm afraid it might be disappointing because I don't know if it's that exciting. But I, uh, I shot a crossbow last week. Shot a crossbow, like a, like a bow and arrow, like a, not like the. You know, like a compound bow. Like that's not a crossbow, a compound bow. Oh, a compound yeah, bow. No, now complex. I can picture it. It's got feelings. It's got a lot is of it, emotions. Is it old school? Like I'm picturing you at medieval times or <laughs> that you are, uh, like, where did you go to do this? It's kind of in the middle. So it's the old timey bow versus like the one with the, you know, like the trigger and the one that the the bow is sideways. It's the one that is very So uh, it's vertical. it's a vertical. Yeah. It's not a. Correct. Not a oh, horizontal. I kind of, I wanted it to be ah, horizontal. See? 
and uh, like like a trigger, like old timey archer, but but the kind that has the wheels at the top and bottom, like a pulley system. Does that make sense? So you can go a lot because so what that does is actually but it's, it's mobile. Like you can walk around with it. Yeah, like but it has wheels on it. Inside the crossbow. <laughs> so you can, it's like a carry-on? Like I'm not like wheeling it up and roller. be like, ready, pull, and like shooting. No, but like- Like a catapult? Inside the bow, there's a wheel on each side because yeah. the whole point of of the bow and arrow, right, is the further you're able to pull it back, like, you know, the further you can shoot it, right? But That's the, the whole point of the bow you, and arrow? I thought the point was just on the arrow. <laughs> you're ridiculous. <laughs> but the wheels give you like uh, uh, the ability to, to shoot farther. It's just, it, it's it's a pulley system. Is okay. how it works. The wheels on the arrow go round and round. <laughs> I can't believe around the bow that you have this much going on. Yeah, it's a weird. You go right into a bow that has wheels in it. I didn't. I mean, I have. I have some friends. Is who, it dangerous? Uh, yes, absolutely. I'm a. Is I'm a, a danger kind of guy. This is a range. I did get a little injured. You can't see it now. We're recovered. But I uh, on the backswing, like on the like when the. Uh, Bow itself is, I can't see, I don't even know the terms. When the string is coming back, like scraped it up pretty good. And nice little burn there comes out of that. Really? Right on the, yeah. Painful? Very much so. And did they're you, like, you're probably going to do that. And I'm like, I'm not going to do did that. Did you grimace? Like, second arrow out. I'm like, I did it. It hurts a lot. Let's keep moving. <laughs> do people have like a leather? Yeah. Like a, what do you call that? Like a. Some sort of. Looks like somewhere a falcon would land. It really you, does. Came, you stick like, your arm out. my old bowling wrist guard and, and <laughs> yeah. been fine. You didn't have I that. I didn't oh. even think about it. You Where know? was that? My, uh, I went with some friends to a, uh, there's like an archery range right down the street from me, which I did not know, but now I'm thankful I know where it is, you know? Um, but, so this uh, is official. This is yeah. licensed. This isn't like you went off into the woods. Correct. With your buddy. Correct. We weren't just shooting is, arrows at people. This is sanctioned. Yeah, this is sanctioned. This is, all, it's very much like a driving range. Do it's the arrows quiet. have feathers on it? Are they behind your, your head? It's a great question. You there are no- behind. Lick it. You, you do have like a quiver with arrows in it, but there's no feathers on them. You don't have to lick anything. You just kind of set it into the bow and you shoot. But it's it's like a driving range for golf, right? Where everyone, you have like your own little station. There's targets out in front of you. Um, it's and very And what are the quiet. targets? Uh, like hay bales kind of, but they are, I mean, they're, they're very big. They have targets on them. So like a... Yeah, you know, like the the bullseye in the center on out. And yeah. There's some that like you know I I had your face on one. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding, <laughs> but like there are different things you can get right. But you just you shoot at those. And then there were some off to the side that like they were in the woods. So for hunters, I guess, so you could really simulate the experience more, which is just kind of strange because you're still shooting at targets, but you're doing it with like trees around you. But they're. Regular targets, not like a, a mannequin deer. Correct. Or, Correct. Or just a mannequin. They're not. They're, they're none of the above. They are just regular shooting targets. Um, but it, like I said, it's very quiet. No one speaks at all until everyone's done shooting, and then someone goes clear, and then everyone else goes clear. And once everyone says clear, you walk out there and you get your arrows back. Oh no, thank you. So it's kind of like a you driving gotta, range. Yeah. If you had to go out and get your balls afterwards. But there's no like range driver. No. By the way. <laughs> When you're young and that range driver would come out in that truck. How cool do you think that job anything is? Anything more fun than aiming for that? No. What do you mean when you're young? This, <laughs> like if I go to Top Golf now, that's what I'm doing, They right? still do that? They drive yes. out there? Of course they do. And there's no clear either. It's just a guy in a in a. But they're protected. Hat, like a, yeah. But right? it's like a golf cart with like a bulletproof. It's like a Pope mobile. <laughs> it really it's what is. the Pope rides in. <laughs> Isn't it? It is the Pope, right? Who's out there <laughs> it's, collecting. It's, uh, it's how they train. It's like a Pope Zamboni. They just kind of go out there and they, uh, 
Um, but this, you do it yourself, right? Like, but do everyone, you go up to a counter and you're like, I'll take 20 arrows. No, everyone 30. brings their own arrows. They're your own arrows. Yeah, people bring their own arrows. Uh, we found a couple extras. So my friend and I came Range with, arrows? Range arrows, yeah. A couple, couple uh, orphans just this, uh, picked them up, grabbed them. People didn't pick them up? Just, just left them laying, laying in the... Couldn't find them. In the woods? There are some very bad like shots off target? There. Just, They're just yeah, out there? Just like on the ground. Is that dangerous if you're just walking around? You shouldn't be walking around where you shoot the arrows. They were all like within the range. So it'd be like, oh, there are golf balls where you are in the driving range. Does that make sense? Sure. How long is an arrow? Uh, foot and a half. Really? Yeah, somewhere around this. They're all the same this length? Big, this many? Yeah, pretty similar. I think there are probably different sizes for like children versus adults. And they're metal tipped? They are. They. I mean, they're not going to, you know, like just touching it, it's not going to like break your skin unless you really, you know try it but i mean shot at you it'll kill you oh right yeah for sure and they like there were and people you're, and you're banking on clear <laughs> that's, that's okay but it's not just clear oh sorry hey I had, <laughs> I had one left everybody puts their bow up you know and everyone walks down how many together. is everyone there's like eight people in the in the row you know, and all different types of people, different ethnicities, different ages. There were people from like 15. There was like a, a 70 year old dude with like whose cigarette never left his mouth the whole time he was shooting. And like the best shot I've ever seen. Really? It was amazing. Yeah. If you had to put a, um, you know, stereotype this group, like it's like walking into a diner. Like are you surprised to see these people there. It's like yes. a mix of everyone. It's yes. just, so you're saying like. There's no, is there a culture to it? Like, do you guys hang out afterwards or you guys talk shop? I mean, saying you guys is a little bit of a stretch because I was, that was the only time I've ever done it, but it was, um, yeah, I mean, there were different, like there were maybe a group in their twenties who were probably hunters. Um, my buddy is like a 50 year old white dude. Um, this older gentleman who was the best shot I've ever seen. Yeah. He's a hunter too, which is also weird. Cause like they're showing you why you do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then you want to hit the deer right here. And like, I'm like, okay, I don't need to know. I just want to hit that bullseye. You know, I want to hit the target. That's all I'm after. All right, guys, let's work on our up close stabbing. <laughs> Everyone just gets on their it's knees. It's a separate range. Just, it's like the putting green. Uh, we're going to work on our five feet away stuff up close. I got to work on my short game. I got to really short in. Grab those knives. Let's go over to the putting green. <laughs> the dagger section. <laughs> now, did you guys work on some other Medieval weapons? Are you doing any catapulting or the battering ram? Great question. I am guillotining on Thursday. So um, I was supposed to go last Thursday, so I missed your first pitch, but we couldn't get you know the guillotine sharpened in time. So There is something pretty classic about doing a bow and arrow. It was kind of cool. But like, when you bring it back then, is it then you let it go or is there a trigger? You bring it back, you set it. And so then- with these, there is a trigger. And... Like you do not want to put your hand on the trigger until you're ready to go. What do you call that? Which it's pulling a it back. Um, I, we just called it pulling it back. I didn't really get into the specifics of it. It's a good question. There probably is a, a official name. So for some it. tension is it? Wait, Very is, much so. Yeah. Like it's it's a lot, you know. And mm-hmm. you're sore by the end of it. So that's the other weird thing is like there are a lot, you know all the people who are doing it. Like not everyone's shooting at the same time. Whenever you say clear and then everyone starts over, there's always a couple people who are just like hanging out. People are like reading and stuff because it's a lot on your arms. You know, it's a, it's a workout. So there's, a, you know, people are just kind of taking a few rounds off, I guess. So how sitting out this quick, is there like a clock? Like, Hey, Hey, now it's time to shoot. Now it's time to, no, they don't just nature. Just do it yourselves. Figure it out as a team. And then do they, uh, you and a bunch of strangers. How many shots would you get off before you went and got them? 
Uh, most people have like six arrows in a quiver, but since we found a couple, we we had eight. It's called a quiver. I think so, isn't it? I Am mean, I making that up? I know it sounds sounds creepy. It kind of does, right? Quiver. It's a good word. What a, a sheaf. A sheaf. That's weird. I, I googled it. What is a quiver full of arrows called? A sheaf. S h e a f. I've heard a sheaf. Yeah, a, a quiver is a container for holding arrows, bolts, darts, or javelins. I wonder if there's a javelin range nearby. There's gotta be, dude. Right? A sling. Oh, I'm gonna jart next week too. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, I always thought it was sheathed. Yeah, I thought so too. I think that is a real thing. That's what you put your dagger in for the stabbing range. <laughs> but I think the sheath is uh, something did, different. Did you hit the target ever? I did. You did. Nice. I did. I was. Uh, yeah. The, were you guys playing cricket? <laughs> we were <laughs> three or one. Three or one. Uh, <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> it was, it's just giant darts. Is really all it is. Cricket crossbow. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That'd be so great. That really would be. I'm sure there are games like that. I mean, I'm not going to go. Seventeens are closed. <laughs> just going to point you on these 15s. You suck. I mean, I'm not going to go like entering any competitions or hiring a flautist or anything to walk around behind <laughs> me, but I mean, it was a fun thing to do, you know? I enjoyed it. Yeah. And can you have like a, a drink back there? Or is anyone doing that? No. Um, you have to sign up. Is there waivers? Is there a lot of, is there a, a like, um, apparently there's a pre-class or something? I think like if you're going with someone, you can just kind of, you know, you're allowed to go with them and they can teach you. Um, but there, you have to have a permit. Like my buddy has a permit, but there were some people there who didn't, who were like, be cool, man, put down the bow. You know, the, the Rangers coming through. Come on. Yeah. Oh, really? I mean, but it's like, I mean, uh, hunting or fishing, right? There are people who fish without buying the license, you know? So I think it's very similar to that. Yeah, but if you don't a deadly have a, weapon. If you don't have a permit, why would you go to the range? Because where else are you going to shoot them? Just in the woods. If you're already <laughs> being a jagoff, yeah, just be okay. A... But I no, let's not <laughs> jagoffs. If you're listening, go ahead and still shoot at the range, not just at people in the woods, because you need a target. No, I'm not encouraging that. I'm okay. encouraging getting the permit. I'm yeah. sorry. No, I think that's the. I mean, no one listening to this. Is <laughs> I don't think. I don't know what people do during their podcast listening. I mean, I I, I like to think that, that the brims are all well behaved. There's got to be other brims out there who have uh, bow hunted before, right? Or at least I, I want to call it hunting. Use sure a bow and arrow. Some, uh, vagabond. There's got to vag be someone who brims some off the rail. Brims scout at some point in their lives and just never gave that piece of it up. I hope they come to the hundredth. <laughs> I hope they don't bring their weapons. <laughs> I got a comment. Some somebody got a comment somewhere. Uh, I got a uh, basketball hoop comment. I don't even know if it's the basketball hoop person, but can we talk about this? I mean, I don't want to get you know. I don't want anyone to get scared, but you, if <laughs> you're the one who's scared about this, if the basketball hoop person wants to come to the live taping, if we do the, I think we are definitely going to do the hundredth episode, yeah. by the way, I think we have the dates narrowed down September 30th or October 3rd. We're going to make it happen. We will have it official by next Tuesday. You heard it first. And uh, we couldn't be more excited about it. Brimley exclusive. I have to say, the Brimley numbers are increasing. The downloads are increasing. Huge number increase. We really appreciate it. So we'd like to uh, get this going for the 100th episode. And if uh, Basketball Hoop Man wants to show up, we will do a public contrition. And uh, we can absolve the the debt. We can even put the, so put the debt towards... A good cause. Can we can we give that update real quick? Because this is the first time I've pulled into the driveway, and Patrick McGann, there is a basketball hoop here. It's very small, Jim. It's not the hoop. <laughs> it's not the hoop. I still unfinished. Okay. Unfinished. All it's, right. it's happening, though. It, it, it's nice to see them using it, though. And That's I cool. go out there. We play uh, bubble. You ever play bubble? Tell me about it. It's like a, it's kind of like knockout, but 
little bit more tame. Okay. Where there's no second, there's no follow-up shot. Got it. Take your shot. You miss it, you're on the bubble. You make it, you're back in. Ah, you keep going. Okay. But if the person behind you makes it while you're on the bubble, your bubble's popped. Your bubble's bursted. It's over for you. You're out. And then you got to go into a square and work on your ball handling. Really? But that rarely happens. All right. We're trying to get it there. So like anyway, the, uh, the crossbow incident, will you go back? Absolutely. Uh, I will absolutely go. I don't want to call it the crossbow incident because I feel like there will be an episode where there is a crossbow incident <laughs> because was, I do want to go back. It's, isn't there like an oxbow incident? There's like a book. That's like a. <laughs> I think you're right. I was trying to relate I love it. the two. Not, I never read the book. I think I've heard of it though. Um, now you're going to move on to another weapon. Did you, did you master the, archer, Not the even archery? Close. No. Does it make you want to kill something with an arrow? No. I, like, for me, it was never about hunting. It was just like, yeah, I'll do this if you guys are going. You Did know, you go to a, a range and shoot handguns? I've done that before. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not, I mean, I think, you know, I'm, I'm all for safe gun ownership, and I think that, you know, but I, I yeah, I, I would absolutely do that again. When was the last time you did that? About a year and a half ago. Same targets? Was my face on that target, too? <laughs> not at all, Patrick. Don't, don't it wasn't think on any of them. I don't think I didn't hear you Come say that. Come on. Earlier. Wasn't on any of them, Patrick. All right. I know we don't have any reviews. We did hear from a bunch of brims this week. A ton of brims this week. So great to hear from everyone. Keep interacting. We thrive on it. We do. We'll have uh, some more insights on the 100th next week. Not only are we going to have more insights on the episode, Jim, we're going to have some merch. What? For the, yeah, we got to have you. some merch that day. Cart you think? in front of the horse. I love it. Let's I mean, go. I just love announcing things. I know then, you do. But the, dude, this it's all it. going to come together. New us. We got to sign. We talk openly to the Brims. That's why Ooh. there's this connection. That's it. That exists. Tell the Brims what you got going on this week. Yeah, I got a couple of uh, shows in my quiver and my sheaf. <laughs> Your sheaf? Um, I do. Chief sheaf? Chief sheaf, my favorite Chicago rapper. Um, I'm actually doing a couple of events with a couple of our favorite charitable organizations, a couple of organizations that you were first involved with and I've gotten involved with. Um, August 19th, I will be at Galleria Marchetti for uh, the I Got a Guy 2021 Festival. Beautiful. Um, awesome foundation um, benefiting Prater Willie Research. Uh, and uh, and then in September, September 11th, I will be doing uh, Hearts and Hugs for the Danny Did Foundation. So those are a couple of things I'm doing here in the Chicagoland market. If you are looking to come see something and also support a good cause, um, you can certainly find information on both of those. And, and they'll also have a, an online component as well. Danny Did Foundation and I Got a Guy. Great people, great organizations. Like you said, we've known them for a long time. They're mm -hmm. both awesome. Yeah, definitely support that. Even if you can't go, maybe you can find something online and support those two. Um, I am going to be back on the Nobody Does This Tour, going to Phoenix, going to San Diego, and then into Vail, Colorado. Should be fun. Next week, Jim, we're doing Red Rocks. What? Which is going to be insanity. Um, I hope we keep going. It's crazy out there. It's nuts. We had people, you know, Everywhere we go now, we were kind of hanging out on that East Coast and just to see it change. Like by yeah. the end, we we're all in masks. Who knows where it's going? We're trying to be responsible. We're testing now, and there's just more going on in that, you know, COVID and live show. I mean, I don't know if you're feeling Same. it too. Absolutely. Um, Let's be safe. Just want to keep going, safe, be responsible. Hope everyone stays healthy. You got it. All right. We love you guys. Thanks for uh, chiming in. We will be back next week with more information on the 100th live episode of All Over the Place. We'll see you then. Bye.